1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: All right, Colts fans, what a day. Welcome to the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. I'm your host, Jake Arthur, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to give us a 5-star rating on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you guys for joining me today. On the show, we'll talk all about the Colts shellacking of the New York Jets as they win their second consecutive game 36-7 and put themselves in second place in the AFC South Division behind only the 3-0 Tennessee Titans. The Colts had an enormous day on Sunday, and it was a total team effort. They scored on a passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, an interception return twice, a field goal twice, an extra point four times, and a safety, doing all those scores at least once for only the second time in team history and the first time since 1996 against the Jets. On the offensive side of the ball, the Colts had another quality day at the office. They totaled 353 yards of offense. They only went 3 of 10 on third downs, which has to be fixed. Frank Reich did uh, did uh, express his disappointment in that after the game. So, I mean, even though they, they kind of killed the Jets on Sunday, they know they do have some things to fix. They were 1 of 1 on their only fourth down attempt, which, you know, makes up for that a little bit and then they were a perfect two of two in the red zone. In the passing game, they totaled 234 yards between Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. Brissett came in for Rivers with about 10 minutes left in the game uh, after it was well out of hand. Uh, Rivers had 217 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and no sacks for a passer rating of 125.6. And then as we're seeing... This, uh, this Phillip Rivers to Mo Alley-Cox connection, that's a real thing now. Uh, Alley-Cox had 50 yards and a touchdown on three catches on Sunday, and he had a career-long 45-yarder. He was just wide open in the middle of the field and just kept it going. So that's that's definitely something to monitor moving forward because Jack Doyle was back for this game. And I don't know about you guys, but I didn't I didn't really notice a whole lot of Jack Doyle. Not in as not as much as I did Mo Alley Cox. Uh, also, you know, kind of kind of a little fresher face making an appearance, Darius Fountain and the great story that he is. He had his first two career catches for 23 yards. Uh, he's got a little more opportunity with Paris Campbell out nursing his knee injury. And then Michael Pittman Jr. also left the game briefly with while well, he had his ankle looked at. So uh, Dereese Fountain getting an opportunity and making the most of it. T.Y. Hilton had an all right game. Uh, three catches for 52 yards. He's, of course, been one of the main talking points through the first few weeks. Uh, didn't do anything wrong. His, his game wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just a day. Uh, there were no big mistakes to speak of. Uh, It was just Philip Rivers spreading the ball around quite a bit. There were eight guys who caught passes on Sunday, and six of them caught multiple passes. So Rivers is just a guy that likes to distribute it pretty much everywhere. Uh, There was quite a bit of milestones that uh, Rivers reached on Sunday. First and foremost, uh, he needed five pass completions to pass Dan Marino for fifth all-time in NFL history. Rivers got 17 on the day. Uh, he uh, he passed Marino's mark of 4,967. Rivers also became just the sixth player in NFL history to reach 60,000 passing yards and 400 passing touchdowns. He hit both of those marks in the same game, needed just 152 passing yards and one touchdown. He obviously got both of those. Uh, just by showing up and, and playing and starting, he passed Terrell Suggs for the 11th most game started in NFL history. Uh, He now has 227, and then he also passed Fran Tarkenden for the most games started and won by a quarterback in league history, now with 125. Moving on to the run game, the Colts carried the ball 31 times for 119 yards, which is good for 3.8 yards per carry and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor led the way again. Uh, Didn't have that huge workhorse game like we'd seen the past couple games with 20-plus touches. But he did have 13 carries for 59 yards, which was good for 4.5 per carry and a touchdown. And we also saw a couple chunk plays from him, which we did not see last week. Uh, He had runs of 12 and 16 yards. Just a big host, just pushing the piles forward and, and being difficult to take down. And uh, this was actually his second game in a row with a touchdown run, which makes him the first Colts rookie to do that since Javaris James late in the 2010 season. If you guys remember Edron James, old old cousin from the U that the Colts had uh, in the not-so-distant past. However, defensively, that was the star of the show again for the Colts after what they did to the Vikings last week. They held the Jets to 260 total yards which isn't far off their their average of 208 yards per game. Uh, they only allowed three of 12 on third downs and zero for one on fourth downs, and the Jets were just one of two in the red zone. Uh, the Colts got three interceptions off of quarterback Sam Darnold, and uh, two of those actually happened on third downs. New cornerbacks Xavier Rhodes had two of those, and T.J. Carey had the other one. Uh, Rhodes and Carey each returned one of those four touchdowns. Rhodes got the day started about two and a half minutes into the game, took his back about 40, 44 yards for a touchdown. Carey did it later from 47. And then the Colts also got a safety on the game, which is their second consecutive game with a safety. That's actually the first time they've had a two-game stretch with a safety since 1960. And then also chipping in with some pressure was Kenny Moore, the second with his sack. And then Justin Houston also caused the safety uh, when he got his sack. He also had one last year against the Steelers. So two years with the Colts, he's racking up sacks, he's getting safeties. Uh, That free agent move is definitely panning out for the Colts. Again, Xavier Rhodes had two of those interceptions. It was the second multi-interception game of his career. Uh, The first time he's done that and returned an interception, did both those things in the same game uh, back in November 2016 against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, For T.J. Carey, this was the first two-game stretch with an interception of his career, and it was also the first interception for a touchdown in his career. Uh, For the Colts, it was the first time they've had two pick-sixes in a game all the way back since 1970 against, again, the Jets. And it was just the third time they've done that in franchise history. Uh, Sam Darnold had 151 yards passing on 17 of 29 for only 58.6%. Uh, he did have one touchdown to Braxton Berrios, which was a decent 16-yarder. Uh, Berrios was pretty hyped up throughout the game early on and until the game really started to get away from them. Uh, the Colts did need to put pressure on Darnold because as we mentioned before the game, uh, his passing grade under pressure was just awful. And so the Colts needed to bring a little extra pressure and just make things difficult for Darnold. And they absolutely did that. Uh, they forced him out of the pocket quite a bit and just kind of made him throw on the run and kind of ad lib a little bit on the ground again, just like we said was, was their run game. It's Frank Gore up the middle for three yards. Uh, they carried the ball 29 yard, 29 times for 109 yards, and Gore had 15 of those carries for 57. P uh, Pirine got a lot more involved this week. Kalen Balazs got a lot more involved, uh, both as a runner and a receiver. So uh, they're giving Gore some help there. I mean, he's 37 for the love of God. You know, he, he can't be carrying it 25 times a game. Uh, as far as Colts' defensive personnel goes, uh, T.J. Carey got the start today again for Rocky Sin, uh, who was out with a non-football illness for the second straight game. Rookie Julian Blackman started for Malik Hooker at free safety. It uh, looked like Blackman might have been on a pitch count because he got pulled from the game at, at one point. And uh, Tavon Wilson came in and played for him, who did pretty well. Uh, he had a couple tackles for loss and a pass breakup. And anytime you're getting tackles from loss for loss from the safety position, things are going pretty well. Uh, as you've probably noticed, the Colts have been on a bit of a roll the past couple weeks. The defense had three interceptions for the second consecutive game, which is the first time they've done that since 1992. Uh, and after holding the Jets to just seven points on Sunday, and then the Vikings to 11 points the week before. It was the first time that the Colts have held an opponent to 11 points or less in consecutive games since the end of the 2013 season. All-pro linebacker Darius Leonard led the defense, as always. Uh, He had 11 tackles. It was his 16th career game with at least 10 tackles. And entering the game, he ranked third in the NFL in such games since he came into the league in 2018. So he'll probably get bumped up the list a little bit there. Uh, he also at one point early in the game had a nice downfield pass breakup against uh, tight end Ryan Griffin, just running with him stride for stride and stuck those long arms out and batted the, batted the pass down uh, from up the seam. Again, Kenny Moore had, uh, had his first sack of the season. entering the day, he was tied for the fourth most sacks among quarterbacks in the NFL since 2018 with four. Uh, so that bumps up his total as well. Special teams was pretty good again today. Uh, rookie Rodrigo Blankenship did miss a 41-yard field goal, uh, but he, had a, he hit his other two attempts from 41 and 42 yards out and all, all four extra point attempts. Uh, punter Rigoberto Sanchez punned the stew out of the ball, as Philip Rivers put it after the game, which is probably one of the most country things that I've ever heard in my life, which is pretty fitting for Rivers. <laughs> Um, Sanchez punted four times and three of those were down inside the Jets 10 yard line, uh, which helped give them poor field position the entire game. One of the big playmakers of the day for the Colts defense was TJ Carey, who spoke with the media after the game. And I thought he actually had some really interesting answers as to how some of those plays unfolded for the Colts on Sunday.
1: Uh, TJ, could you just walk us through the, the pick six? Uh, I'm not mistaken, that's your first as a pro. How did it play out and what's it mean to get to score, you know, to, to put points on the board? and getting that end zone, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it was good, man. It was it really a dialed-up play by uh, Coach Fluce. a play that we have kind of worked on uh, all through camp that really came to life. Uh, definitely a disguised play that we felt like would give the the quarterback a different – uh post and pre pre snap read um forced the pressure defensive line came in did their job and and forced him to make an un- unadvised decision and uh the great ones always told me catch the ones that come to you and you lead the league so af- after that it was just my job to catch it and return it and uh we've worked on interception drills a lot that's something that we've our goal is you know in that 40 range and so uh definitely guys coming back and getting blocks is 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 all part of that that, that whole situation. When's your last pick six? Oh, college, senior year. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had two, actually, I had two pick sixes my last game of, of my senior year. That was it. So this one in, in, in NFL is definitely different. Um, it feels special. Definitely a celebration for me and, me and the family. Joel Erickson?
0: TJ, you, you spent a lot of time in the slot in, in camp. Uh, how hard was it to adjust having to play outside with Rock going down last week and
1: everything? Um, you know, I think the, the versatility is something that I pride myself on. And throughout my career, I've been doing a lot, but definitely more reps within the slot. And so during this offseason, really was a craft of mine that I wanted to work on and enhance um, because I felt like, Throughout my career, I've, I've had my opportunities to play out there, um, but I didn't feel as comfortable. And so this offseason was really big for me to work in uh, outside. And it's been paying off. It's really been paying off in, this, in the sense of the coaches always putting us in a, the best position technique-wise. They've given us all the tools to go out there and be successful. And so it's been awesome for me to be able to go out there and, and, and have a lot of success. Go two more here, Zach Kiefer. T.J., what's an interception drill? Like, like, walk me through it. I'm curious. And, and how much time do you guys spend in practice uh, working on that? Um, we spend actually every day. Every day we spend uh, work on interceptions. And then interception drill is, first, we start with a hustle drill, which is simulated between the 40- and the 50-yard line. And coach throws the ball to a receiver out, to, out wide. And we have to sprint past the, the, the goal line. And so that's something that we started in camp and uh, if you don't sprint three yards past the goal line he makes everybody come back so that hustling is is a part of interceptions and making big plays um, and then the interception drills we, we always do trick tip drills um going up and getting the ball drills distraction drills those are things that we consistently do to where you, you're getting out in space d-line getting out of the stack going out and getting a block everybody blocking the intended receiver is something that we we really pride ourselves on and and like I said, our goal is to definitely get in that 40 range. And those are things that you have to daily do every day after practice, before practice, and, and continuing to think about it mentally. That's not something one. you just – that's not just a number you throw out. You guys are actually taking interceptions, and, and then you guys are preparing to turn those into points, not yeah. just an interception. Yeah, no, we're, we, we always want to score. Anytime we touch that rock, man, you know, that's the most prized possession out on the field we want to definitely give us an opportunity to, to be successful in the game. And definitely, if we don't score, we want to run it back as far as possible to put our offense in the best position to go out there and capitalize on points. So it's something that, you know, you can't just say you want to do. You have to practice it day in and day out. We'll go last one here, Kevin Bowen.
0: Hey, TJ. Uh, Flus was talking earlier in the season how you guys are doing different things on third down this year. I know you weren't here last year, but two of those three picks today came on third down. Could you describe just what is different on third down? Obviously, don't tip the hand, but is it more aggressive? How would you describe it?
1: You know, I think really the big thing that we have worked on is um, pre- and post-snap reads. You know, I think that's something that every quarterback in the National Football League doesn't like. You know, if you can show them something pre-snap and then in post-snap, uh, you're giving them a different leg. a Look, that tick of hesitation definitely gives our D-line a chance to get to the rusher I mean, uh, get to the quarterback and force him to make bad decisions. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've harped on all years, and post-snap reads. What are we, What is the quarterback seeing initially? And then as soon as the ball is hiked, what are we giving him? And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed um, around the league, especially something that we continue to harp on ourselves, is making sure that we're not just one-dimensional and showing them one thing and giving them that one thing.
0: All right. Thanks, TJ that is it for today guys thank you for being with me today after another big colts win please remember to subscribe to the show and rate us on itunes we can be found on itunes apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher luminary TuneIn, and more follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at believe in colts and me personally at jake arthur nfl on twitter and facebook as well as jake arthur underscore on instagram you can find my written work with sports illustrated at allcolts.com if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the show please send them to me through email at believeincolts@gmail.com or respond whenever i send out the call for questions on twitter if you're interested in advertising on the show please contact believe@believe.com I'll be back with you guys later this week on our preview show ahead of Sunday's matchup with the Chicago Bears. Have a good one.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts